0: I think it's really about owning the – and grieving the idea that we are supposed to or can do 7 million things and really to just understand what is the most important thing that we're doing.
1: Alicia Silverstone is an actress, activist – author, mom, and entrepreneur. Her passion for animal rights has paved the way for her to create a personal brand and a partnership with Garden of Life for a successful line of clean vitamins. In today's episode, Alicia shares the story behind her vegan lifestyle and how she brought to market a new product with an established brand. Coming up, how to build a brand rooted in personal ethics. Alicia shares her secrets behind balancing and managing it all. And finally, why it's important to give yourself grace on the timing. Alicia, we are so thrilled to sit down and have this conversation with you. Courtney and I have, of course, known who you are and followed you for so many years now. We feel like we grew up watching you and to have been able to not only see your career evolve, but all of the businesses that you have now started, the brand that you have built. It is so incredible. And we cannot wait to chat with you all about your entrepreneurista journey. So thank you so much for spending the afternoon with us.
0: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you too.
1: I would love to know, because you have had such an incredible career that first started acting, and now you have evolved into running businesses. Did you always know that you ultimately wanted to start your own business?
0: I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it came from
1: my mission.
0: You know, when I was little, I had dreams of maybe being a teacher or being a lawyer, and then I wanted to be an actor because being a lawyer seemed like I had to do too much research. I ended up doing a lot of research anyway, (laughs) but, you know, maybe less. But I, over time, I think just my passion and my cause was where I was really driven, and I didn't expect to turn it into a business. It was truly from my need to communicate what I was discovering and what I I was so passionate about and what I felt everyone needed to know about and finding a way to get it out there. And then as I did, it turned into a business, which was just a really great karmic experience. I think when you are Mm mission-led, purpose-led, it makes business way smoother. How did you discover your passion? Well, so I was a normal little girl who loved animals. And I think every little girl and little boy loves animals until someone tells them they shouldn't. Until someone tells them that this is part of our society and you need to eat these animals and this is normal for us to torture them for food. This is just a normal thing, right? So then it sort of gets beaten out of you, desensitized, right? We're just Mm. taught to not care. And it's really sad because I think it's a natural instinct for us to care about everything. And if we don't tap into that, we get into big trouble in other areas in life, right? So when I was little, I loved animals. And I found, I was actually with my mom in England. And I heard the crying of a mother. Oh, well, I heard crying, screaming. And I didn't know what was going on. And it turned out it was the, the farmer came and told me, it's because we're taking the babies away from the mommies. They cry for a few days. I was like, what? And I was eight years old. So, you know, just like you and me, if we have a baby and they take our baby away, it's not going to be okay. And if you've ever seen footage of a baby cow being taken away from the mother, the mother goes crazy and the baby cow goes mm-hmm. crazy. It's a horrible thing. And they do this because that's the way we have to get, that's how we make milk. You can't give, there's no milk for the baby. There's no milk for you and me to drink unless they take it away from a baby. And so, When I heard that, it really stuck with me. And it happened to be that I was then on a plane flying home from England with my brother and we were eating lamb. And my brother made the sounds of a lamb as I was eating it. And I was like, what? This is a lamb? I just didn't make the connection that the lamb was a lamb, right? I think often kids are eating chicken nuggets and they don't realize it's chicken. Because it's just, you know, you don't make the connection unless you really make the connection. And so I did. And then I went home and I tried to be vegetarian for a long time. And I was doing it in a sloppy way. I was eight years old. There was no one around me vegetarian. And I just sort of decided to eat ice cream and French fries. And that was it. This didn't go very well. So from so from about age eight to 21, I did what I call flirting. I was trying to be living in my principles, but I was doing a bad job of it. When I was 21 years old, I saw footage of how animals are slaughtered and raised for, raised and then slaughtered for meat, and it destroyed me. I think four days I was in my house, a mess. I could not understand how the world was keeping this from us, how we see happy cows on the picture of our, you know, the milk cartons, the even the, the side of a truck that's carrying meat somewhere has like a happy cow on it or a happy pig. In our minds, they're living a really nice life and we don't really know how they get killed, but we know it's good, right? So it was really, really my first experience of, wow, Mm. I'm being lied to by everybody. Like this is a big secret that is not exposed and it's so unacceptable to me. And I cannot look at myself in the mirror and say I'm an animal lover and a good person and continue to support this because I'm responsible for it. This will continue to happen as long as I'm blind to it. So I changed my diet right away and um and all of a sudden I dropped my asthma inhaler. Didn't need my allergy shots twice a week anymore. No longer needed antibiotics for any illness. No more bronchitis, no more flu. What? every my acne, I had cystic acne everywhere my skin got so good, my eyes got really white, my nails that were really really brittle, you know, you could just push them and they would fall apart, became like rocks. And I was walking taller, I had a glow, I felt like I was living my purpose. Mm. And I was just simply aligned to answer your question. I was just simply aligned with this is not okay with me anymore and I'm not going to stand by it. I'm just, I'm going to stand in my truth. And that connected me deeply to my self-worth because I didn't have any self-worth before that. I would say very, very little. And so I think I was able to experience, wow, I can say no to something that doesn't feel okay to me. Wow. And then what that led to. And then the, uh, the opening up of my heart and hearing my, you know, I remember people used to say, listen to your body. What's it telling you? And I'd be like, how do you listen to your body? can't hear anything your body says, but then you could. Now I could hear what my body was saying. All the gunk and junk that I'd been eating for 21 years was now slowly coming out of me and I was able to fully feel what was going on, what I needed, what relationships needed to be let go of, what truths I need to step closer to. It really opened up my intuition, my self-worth, my empowerment, all of it. And my karma, because now I was no longer, I felt like, wow, I gave up eating animals for the animals, but now it's rewarding me with this incredible health, better looks. You know, I was losing weight. My body was looking good. Everything was doing so much better. I no longer needed medicine. It was incredible. I could look at myself as a responsible participant in my life that, oh, someone's sick. I'm going to take care of myself so I don't get sick. I'm going to strengthen my immune system. Great. You know, be prepared, do the best you can. Of course, things are going to come along in life, but to be armed with the power to know that you really do have a lot to do with your health. It's not a doctor who hands you a pill or cuts you open that has the power. You have the power to make the choices to change. So, anyway, that was massive for me. And so I kind of went around everywhere I went trying to tell people about this. And that wasn't the most helpful because people don't want to hear about it unless they want to. Hear about it, so I then started to be more quiet about it eventually. And then an agent of mine said to me, Why haven't you written a book about all of this? Mm. I thought, Well, I didn't know I was allowed to because in my business, it was important to the time I was sort of being quieted because I would say things on TV that were inappropriate, like, Well, you know, they'd ask me about fur, and I'd say, Well, it's anal-, you know, they anally electrocute the animal. And they'd be like, it's 5 o'clock in the morning. Do you need to tell people about annual electrocution at 5 o'clock in the morning on the Today Show? Yes, I do. So I found that it was, I just started understanding that I wasn't, my message wasn't being received very well. So I quieted down and I just lived by my truth. And then the agent said, you should do this. And I thought, well, I thought I wasn't allowed to. I thought I was supposed to be quiet. She said, no, be loud. So she let me, she encouraged me to write this book. And I did. And in doing that, Book did really beautifully. People really loved it. It changed people's lives. It was so beautiful to see people come onto me over in the street and say, I read your book and I gave I I went to my doctor. I no longer need any medication. Or I've lost 70 pounds. Or I no longer have any lupus. It's all my symptoms are gone. Like things like that are so incredible. So it kept evolving from there. But that's the roots of
1: everything. Up next. Get ready to learn more about Alicia's newest business venture. Thank you for sharing that and the background. And it's really helpful to hear how you got to the place that you are now through everything that you were going through and experiencing and seeing. And, you know, when you just shared that, you know, you were being told to be quiet about your beliefs and your truth. What was that like for you when you felt like you couldn't speak your truth and that, you know, being in, you know, Hollywood and in the public eye and look, I can share with you personally, I'm personally like very aligned with all of your beliefs and everything you share. Like, I love reading everything that you put out because I personally believe in all that too. And I have found myself too, like when I talk about things, people are like, wait, you're not supposed to be saying that. But what was it like (laughs) for you when you felt like you couldn't say it? And what does it feel like now that you know you can just speak freely and you are who you are and you're helping people? (laughs) Well, I don't know if in
0: 2022 we can still speak freely. Something's gone on in the last few years where we can't speak freely. So it's like the McCarthy era. (laughs) I don't know, not entirely, but it is sketchy how the narrative is so strong and you're not allowed to say anything. So I'm not sure about that part. That's been another kind of, whoa, how do you adjust to this? But I will say that in terms of this part of my life, I can speak as freely as I want to and it feels amazing. And I, it has been – difficult. it was difficult along the way. I mean, I certainly – look, I know that I had incredible impact because I remember back in the day when I would go on Letterman or Leno, they'd be like, vegan? What's vegan? And they'd make these big funny skits about, you know, or bits about how I was a vegan. And they'd never heard the word before. Mainstream had not – they'd heard vegetarian, but they hadn't heard vegan. So – I know that I was being made fun of a lot and I didn't care. It was it was kind of I I knew that you know when you know that you're doing something right,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what do you care? You know, just like with my parenting. I know what kind of a mom I am. I know what my kid how strong and independent and fiercely himself he is and how loved he is and how confident he is. So, Nothing anybody can say. I mean, the evidence, proofs in the pudding. You only have to hang out with him to know. So, and then you experience him with other children and you go, oh, yeah, no, it's very clear that what's happening here is working. And if that makes me a cocky mom, what do I care? You know what I mean? Like, I know you have to know something in this life. I know. And I always am aware that I don't know a lot too, and I want to keep learning and growing and changing. But there's some things that you just know, and abuse and murder and torture is not okay with me. Go figure. So I can stand here, and if you're going to make fun of me about it and you're going to tell me it's not okay, okay. It only hurts to a point. It's like you know, I had to say no to a lot of job opportunities that I really wanted but because there was animal abuse involved or, you know, it didn't stand with, it was encouraging people to do more damage to the earth with unconscious products. Like definitely my bank account has suffered, but at the same time, I've done things that have magically done really, really well because they're so Mm purpose-driven. So are they as big as those things? I don't know. We can't go back and count, but who cares? I, what I, what's intact is my, integrity. And I think that what it's done is allowed people to know that when I say I believe in something, they can trust me. Mm -hmm. I'm not out there hustling products for money. You know, I'm not doing commercials for products that are toxic, harmful to the earth, harmful to your body. So you know that if I say something, like I've done the work. And I think that's why my vitamin business has done so well, because people really can trust when I say that these are clean. That they're clean, because I'm so such a stickler for it. So, so in a way, yes, there were moments where I I didn't want to say no to this movie or that movie because of it. But at the same time, it's okay, you know. Or, or I was made fun of in the press. But as long as I don't read it, then I don't really have to know. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes it stings, but ultimately, I feel really good about the choices I make. And in the long run, I know. That truth and goodness wins
2: at the end, right? It has to. So that's where I stand. It's really inspiring listening to you talk with such convic- conviction about uh, what you're so passionate about. And I feel like Stephanie and I are getting a kind of peek behind the curtain because as a celebrity, you know, a lot of celebrities have a certain persona, and you've definitely Kind of shifted that persona over the years through speaking about something that you're passionate about and writing books about it and launching businesses about it. So I just wanted to share how inspired I am by getting the opportunity to listen to you speak your truth. I'd love to learn a little bit more about the business side of some of these initiatives, like the book and launching your vitamin line. Okay, thank you.
0: So the books came at, you know, they took a really long time to write. Oh my God. And part of the big lesson, I'll start with the big lesson that I've had to learn, and I'm relearning it every single day, is there are a lot of people out there that will tell you, you can do everything. I don't think it's true. You can do everything sloppy, but I care so much about what I do. And so they, like when I'm with my son, I'm with my son. I'm not, he's not on TV. I'm not on the phone. I'm not, we are together. And so that leaves very few hours in the day, doesn't it? When they're at school. So then that, then, then there's self-care. How do you take care of yourself? Do you take your vitamins? Do you forget to take your vitamins like me most of the time? Do you drink your water? Are you terrible like me? So I'm always trying to, to encourage, you know, to but if I've got a full day of work to do, it's very difficult to also take care of myself. And taking care of your son, my son is—I'm great at that. That part, check. Taking care of myself, pretty good, but could be better. So then that leaves—you know—the taking care of the world. All my when I—I I don't mean that I'm responsible for the world. I don't even begin to believe that. But I mean my sort of all my activism, all my business activism. How much time can I? give that? And how much time can I give enjoyment, like going out and playing or going on an adventure, right? So the what this balance we all seek and this quest for fitting more in, what I'm really faced with today is the brutal reality that you can't. And so it's about owning up to even mourning that I may not be able to do my podcast as quickly as I'd like to. Maybe I have to take some time where I don't get to do it, or I don't get to write the next two books that I've been trying to write for six years. Or (laughs) I don't get to, you know, because I can't be an actress on set and a super present mom and meditating or stretching or exercising or feeding the dogs And do a podcast and write these books and all these things that I want to do. It's a real bummer because I want to do it all. So
1: I really,
0: really want to do it all.
1: How do you prioritize? Do you make a plan each month or each year for what you do want to focus on so you can organize each initiative? It's day to day. So I have a bigger plan, which is, you
0: know, I really want to continue with my podcast. I loved making my podcast so much. I want to do it. I think it's really important and I'd love to tell you more about it. I really want to write my next two books. They've been in my brain and they need to get out of my brain. But I also love acting so much. And I also just want to be a mommy who's rested and patient and present for my babe. And I wouldn't mind going on some dates. You know what I mean? So <laughs> so, so, it's like, um, and I love going on adventures and traveling. So how do I prioritize it? Today, I had, I just been so busy. I've been so busy shooting, acting, traveling, working nonstop. So I just got home and, I, and my friend said, come to Paris with me. And I was like, I want to come to Paris. but No, I'm not going to Paris. So I had to prioritize for the next two months, I committed to myself that I'm going to just make, you know, get the meditation in on point, stretches, vitamins, and water, and sleep. If I can get those things on point, I know I my son's taken care of, so he's good. I'm always able to fully give him. And then I can and really start, so really focus in on self-care for a minute, almost like a little break. And then can start to attack the other things again. And I, I, that's the tough choices. Which do I do? The podcast? The books? Which comes next? You know, and that is because the podcast, I think I want to do them both at the same time, but then I can't act. And so this is my constant journey of how to spend the time. And, um, and there was a time in my life where I did not do the acting. I just wrote the books. And this is my personal struggle is just wanting to do so many different things and there's only one of me and not wanting to do them not well. So I had an Mm -hmm. agent who would always say, you can write these books and act. I mean, other people do it. And I said, how do they do it? And they said, they have somebody else do it for them. And I'm like, well, that's – sure, those people are out there and they do it all the time and you're buying their books. But that's not – I think that when you read my book, you understand that I put every ounce of my being into that book. I have help. But I am not, I'm not like, oh, you go do it and I'll get back to you. That, I mean, I'd love that to work out that way. I'd love to shove my brain into them and let somebody else, but it doesn't work that way. <laughs> so, anyway, this is my struggle. And, but I feel really good the last few days in recognizing when I do wake up in the morning and meditate and stretch and brush my teeth and uh, maybe even take a shower. I'm really being luxurious. (laughs) You know, I feel amazing and the whole day feels differently, you know. And the thing about why I care so much about, you know, food is because the most important thing for how to feel good, to be successful at what you do, to be a great parent, to be truly balanced and happy in yourself comes from your sleep and your food. All the other things are bonus points. But if you don't sleep well at night, you're not going to feel good the next day. And how do you get a good night's sleep? You have to eat well. And by eating well, I mean not sugar, not caffeine, not eating meat and dairy that's clogging you up and then your body's fighting over it all night long, not eating processed foods. Like really? So the good news is I've spent years understanding how to prioritize my food. Um, but what I really want to help people understand, my biggest mission is if you can stop watching TV, like turn the TV off, give yourself, don't go shopping online, don't tiktok and Instagram and all that, right? Just spend your time for the next month. Give yourself a month to just, instead of that, you can go back to all that when you have time for it, but for the next month. Just focus that night. You spend time planning, how do I make my day, the next day, meet my real needs, the things I really want to be doing, going to yoga or whatever it is, and how do I make sure, most importantly, that my food is coming to me from the right place? Because, yes, it takes prioritizing, but it's not that big a deal when you just eliminate those other things. Those other things are huge distractions. And if you say, I'm not going to be distracted by that. I'm more important. I'm going to figure out how I'm going to get steel cut oats in me in the morning or my cellar juice or my soup, or I'm going to make a big stew and then I have it for the week. Whatever it is, you have to plan. And if you plan that, you get you start to get in the groove and you're like, oh, I can do this. This is okay. And look how good I feel. And um, TV will always be there. TikTok will always be there. Instagram will always be All those things will be there. So just give it a break. And go to your, you know, or if you want to be inspired, you can go to my Instagram, which will show you how (laughs) I do it. But you know, I want you to also take a break from it. But if you need inspiration, on there's so many great people showing you good plant based healthy food out there that you can watch them instead of the other stuff. But that's really the secret to my whole thing. And the vitamin business came around because I was pregnant, and I wanted my midwife said I needed to take a Prenatal. And I said, Why do I need a prenatal? I eat so healthy. Like I was being cocky. I don't need a prenatal. And she said, Well, what about when you're traveling or, you know, when you're in an environment where there's not the food you want? And I said, Oh, that happens sometimes. Okay, insurance policy sold. All you take a prenatal is an insurance policy. So I went looking for a prenatal and I literally could not find anything that was clean and i thought why would i take something that's less healthy than the food i'm eating i'm eating organic foods grown in my garden at the farmers market if i go to the stores or you know healthy clean stuff so why would i take a pill that's got magnesium stearate and chemicals like lab made vitamins what this was another awakening i couldn't believe it, that there was nobody making clean vitamins there were some people that were making sort of clean vitamins, but then they'd wrap them in chemicals. <laughs> what year was this? 11 years ago. But then the actual vitamin business was up and running. I don't know how long we've been going. Probably like nine years now, I guess. Um, I can't remember when we launched. I want to say 2014, but I may be making that up. That sounds perfect.
1: What was What was the process like when you decided that, all right, there's no clean vitamins out there. You're going to be the one to start this new industry of clean vitamins and make it happen. What did you what did you do?
0: So, I thought to myself, if I need this, then everybody needs this or at least a bunch of people need this because there's nothing good out there. And so I went looking for a partner. I just decided, well, I need to b- build this business because I don't know if it do, will do well, but at least I'll have vitamins to share with my friends. <laughs> so, I went looking for a partner and I aligned with, uh, I found this partner, Garden of Life, and they were really excited to do this with me. And they said, yes, we would love to do this with you. And I don't think they had any idea how well it was going to do because the arrangements we made were sort of based on a really, it wasn't thinking big at the time. So we just took a stab at it together. And um, we had to invent clean technology. We had to create clean tablet technology so that the the ingredients that you were making were not being encapsulated or bound by chemicals, which was... No one had been willing to invest the time and money into making them clean. They were using the cheap stuff and people continue Mm -hmm. to do that. So we we took a lot of risks in – and and I'm grateful Garden of Life did that with me. We took a lot of risks in trying to build this. That's why it took a while from the time I had the idea till the time it was born. But we were able to do it, and we did it with gummies beautifully. So we make delicious gummies for moms, for kids, for dads, for everybody, right? Everybody gets gummies. For elderberry, for turmeric, these gummies – apple cider vinegar – but what's special about them is there's no gelatin in them, and I don't know if you guys know what gelatin really is, but it's like the floor of the slaughterhouse, the floor of the slaughterhouse, doused with acid, acid, and then that's how they make gelatin. So we made our gelatin; <laughs> it's delicious. That's what they put in your gummies. Everybody's gummies has that. So we made our gelatin with apple, organic apple and pe- apple pectin, apple and peach pectin. And uh, it took a long time to figure that out too. And how to make them without sugar, because I didn't want to give myself and kids sugar. I'd rather have a really delicious piece of cake that's my special treat, not every day having, you know, sugar. So most gummies, I'd say all gummies are made with sugar. So we took the gelatin out, the sugar out, and we made these delicious food-based, non-GMO verified, certified organic All food, no chemicals, no fillers, and no binders. And I'm really, really proud of them. And then we did it again with – so we kept testing. We had to keep creating something new because, for example, adaptogens, you know, all the turmeric and ashwagandha, all of those things, people are using hexane, which is gasoline, to extract it, and GMO corn oil to extract it and that's gross. So I want, we had to really try to figure out how do we extract this in a healthy natural way? And so we do it with organic non-GMO verified corn alcohol and we do it with water. We figured out how to do it with water. But these were things that took a long time. So we're always a little bit slow to to coming up with something new because it takes a long time to do it right and different. You know, in the healthy clean way. So Even the packaging, I remember they were sort of not interested in. They would turn in some packaging. I go, no, 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 we're gonna make these beautiful, and I would spend a lot of time on that. And they'd say, that nobody cares," but people really do appreciate now, the the packaging, how beautiful it is, and um, because if you look at regular vitamins, it's it's not they're not cute. So we, I just really wanted them to look inviting and warm and yummy. And we use all recycled paper, and most of our we have to use these bottles that are, we, we are breaking so many bottles that were glass. We are all glass in the beginning. And then we had to go to plastic, which bothers me and a lot of people. But the good news is we're using post consumer waste. So it's mm-hmm. really almost entirely um, post, we're encouraging recycling and um, because we're using recycled products and they're clean inside. So it's not leaching stuff. We've tested it for leaching. And um, so they're, we're doing it in a nice way.
2: Well, you just got two new customers because I can't wait to go and buy these vitamins and I can't believe what I am currently consuming and with the vitamins that I'm taking. Hopefully they're they're not as bad as as you're describing. I'd love to know, just looking back at your entire career, is there one big mistake? And I'm sure, you know, we all make tons of mistakes, but is there one moment in your life where you're you're looking back and it's just you know, really big mistake and you learned a lot from it.
0: Yes. But it's so personal. I can't really share it, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I would say there was a few (laughs) and it was heartbreaking. You know, I made choices. I was, I was in a relationship that was not healthy and it was a working relationship and it was, and from, because of my upbringing, it, led me in this direction. And so for whatever reason, I was just really struggling and I made choices that were not, I did the best I could at the time. That's all you can do is the best you can. But the the ramifications of those kinds of choices were not great. And and all I could do now would be to say, I mean, one, I completely have to forgive myself and I have to know that it was the journey I was meant to go on and it allowed me to do all of these things that I'm so passionate about. So there's a, a good side to all of it and that life is long and that we don't know what we have in store for ourselves, right? But I know that, uh, and I'm happy with my life exactly as it is. So, you know, I mean, I'm we all want things and long for things, but... In general, I'm pretty satisfied, and I know that I'm doing the best I can. But I, if I could go back and tell myself what I needed to know to do that, it would have been to really infuse the self worth into me. I really wish I could have been the big sister to myself and said, "Hey, trust your intuition." You know how you get all these funny feelings every time this you're around that person or that person's like that's your body telling you run, you know and and I would want me to have, I would want to say you have to, I would want to infuse the confidence in myself to know that um, what was, that I was my create that I was the creator of my, what I was doing, that it wasn't outside forces. And, and also really the youth, you know, when you're young, you know, you can be, I was such a fierce pit bull. I would protect, I mean, my pit bull I shouldn't even say that. My pit bull is a very gentle, sweet pit bull, So <laughs> I don't want to put them in a cat. Let's say a different creature. I was a lion protecting. <laughs> I would just defend, you know, the people in my, so loyal and defending my life. But but I will say that I was misguided because there is something to experience. So if I were around a little person now, I would want to make sure that they were either really truly listening to their heart and guts or that they were surrounded by people with a ton of experience because those are the things mm-hmm. I just didn't have. And and I know things would have been really different. But heck, I got to have all this juicy stuff to work with, you know, and
1: it's all good. Well, thank you for, for sharing those learning <laughs> lessons. I know yeah. Courtney and I talk about this all the time, especially like in life and in business, just trusting your gut and that feeling inside of you. And typically when you have that feeling, you should – Go with it, because when you don't, that's typically when things don't go the right way. So just trust that feeling and that voice for sure. Coming up, stick around so you can hear what's next for Alicia. All right, now we're going to do a few rapid fire questions. So very fast, the first word are words that come to your mind or thoughts. Are you ready? Coffee or tea? Depends,
2: but usually tea. What's the best business tool that has helped you grow your business?
0: Food. That's my answer.
2: Food. There you go. Good plant-based food. Do you have a favorite mantra that you live by? I mean, I think
0: that my mantra is all the things we've talked about. You know, connecting to my heart, listening to my heart. I always put my hand on my heart and my other hand on my tummy to make my decisions. Plant based food, healing, and trying to get good sleep <laughs> because I'm not great at sleep. That's why it's such a theme. Not because I don't sleep beautifully. It's just I want to, I'm so excited. I want to stay up too late because I'm excited to get work done when my son's asleep. And then I get up really early with him to help make his breakfast and his lunch. So, but it's not that I don't sleep well or love it.
1: I do. So I'm with yep. you on that. I, uh, if I don't get enough sleep, I don't function so well. No one does. And definitely no. haven't had good sleep in a few days. I have a three and a half year old who doesn't want to sleep past five 30 for some reason. She wakes up and says, I want to start my day. And I'm like, that's great. But so now sleep you have to try more. to go to sleep at nine
0: 30, right?
1: That's what I've been doing and trying to do and make, putting my phone down and no Instagram. Yep. I have to sleep mm-hmm. because if I don't get those seven, eight hours, I am not in good shape.
0: But It's it's, really hard to do, but you got to do it because then you'll feel so much better. Totally. And then you'll be going to bed earlier. Going to bed early is so good for us.
1: I know. It's so hard when there's all these things we all want to do, right? We want to write all the books. We want to start all the businesses and we want to all change the world. And a lot of that we can get done at night, but we also need sleep. So trying to decide (laughs) which to do is really hard. And I think a lot of what you shared is you know, so true because we're, we're all going through those same struggles. You know, we all want to make impact and, and help and sleep. So maybe someone can start a business that is able to help clone all of us so we can do more. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I think it's really about owning the, and grieving the idea that we are supposed to, or can do 7 million things. Mm-hmm. And really to just understand what is the most important thing that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing is that you feel good so that you can be a good mom and so you can be a good partner or friend or whatever it is. And so you can be good at your business. And so if you make yourself the most critical part of everything and just really hone in on what that means and what are the basic things and make them a priority and, to, and, and work on it until you have it nailed Then there'll be room for everything else, I think. Mm -hmm. Or not everything else, because then you're going to have to make hard choices. Do we want to write the book or do we want to do the podcast? Do you want to act in this movie or do you want to – whatever. So whatever your choices are. But we can't be present parents and be tycoons if we're – unless it's just – you can do it, but you have to measure it, right? You have to measure how many hours you can do it and work harder or work more – Focused right, Definitely. but if you don't put yourself first, everything's just you know, it's going along and it looks like it's going well, but you will suffer at some point. You'll get Absolutely. something, something will break, <laughs> right? Totally, really. no, it's a bummer I'm- because everybody tells you you're supposed to be able to do everything, and so you think you are, but I think that the hard reality is we have to. I don't know. I'm really coming to terms with it. And I had to grieve it for a few days. I was very upset that I couldn't do everything. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I never really important tool that I use, which is not a tool like sophisticated like you guys, but I literally use a pencil and a paper and I write down, this is so dumb. Maybe you guys knew this already, but I didn't. So I take, I write down like 6.30 a.m., seven, and I write down every hour. And then I put in the thing that is the most important in all the spots. And then I have the hard crushing reality of how much is left over. And the reality of what's left over is very little, but it makes it so much better because then you go, okay, I can't do 20 things that are on my list. That list that I have that's got 100,000 things on it, I'm going to pick 10. No, no, no. You have time for two. What's the most critical? Mm -hmm. Put those in. And then you feel like, when I do that, I feel so good because I go, oh, I did it. I got what I was supposed to do today done, and it feels good, and I was happy and balanced while I did it instead of thinking, oh, I have 7,000 things. I, I don't know how many I got
1: done, but I was working all day. No, I say got- all the time what you were saying <laughs> earlier. All you can do is the best you can do each day. That's it. And you just just keep going. Well, Alicia, I know we could probably sit and talk for four more hours about all of these things. And it's so fun chatting with you and hearing all about your incredible career journey, all of the businesses that you're building, the books you will be writing at some point. And we can't wait to hear about them when they come to be. So you'll definitely have to come back and talk about it. But I would love to hear a final question for you What does being an entrepreneur mean to you?
0: I'm very proud of having had an idea that something was needed and then creating it. So the Mm -hmm. same reason I wrote the kind diet was because there wasn't a book that I could hand to people. You know, there were books out there, really good books, but some of them were more medical driven or some of them were more kind of sassy. And I wanted one that would speak to an Oprah audience to anyone that I could go to and hand this. So that's why I wrote the kind diet. I really wanted it was, there was a need and same Mm -hmm. with the vitamins. So I'm proud of the things that i i built because of a need i will say that while i'm talking about all the things that i know i have to grieve not being able to do all at the same time i know that i've done so much i'm probably the busiest person i know i mean we're all busy but like i know that i'm trying to do and i accomplish if i just look at this last year i've done so many films they're all coming out and exciting and i've worked so hard and I know that I'm able to do that because of how I fuel myself, because of the food that I choose. Mm -hmm. So the kind diet is really at the core of if you want to be the superhero in your life who drives, who gets the most done, and does it with the most meaning. I know that that is at the core of it. So I am like, while I'm saying I'm grieving the aware, you know, the loss of not being able to do seven million things at the same time, I'm still doing. You know, 1 million things. And those things are going really well. And it's because of the food I choose. So, if that helps to make any perspective of my greatest secret to anyone is to get a hold of your food. Because when you follow the kind diet, you are able to do so much more. Because you won't be sick. You won't be tired. You won't be struggling. You will feel your best. And then you have all this energy to go out and take all the fruit.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And we're definitely gonna go out and buy your book for sure. And we'll link out to everything in the show notes below. But where can everyone find you and follow you on social media and where can they go to buy your book as well?
0: The kind Diet and the kind mama are at any bookstore, but certainly Amazon y stuff and you know, all the bookstores online. from Rodale. Uh, The vitamins you can get at Whole Foods or any local vitamin shop. My Kind Organics is what they're called. Certified organic, non-GMO verified, all food-based, no filler, no binder, just clean vitamins. My Kind Organics. And then what else was there? Books?
1: Oh, Oh, where can everyone
0: follow follow you on social? (laughs) Okay. So the kindlife.com is my website and you can find me. I think it's Alicia Silve. I think it's the check mark on Instagram and it's the same probably on Facebook and Twitter and all the things.
1: We will link out below for everyone. I'm looking to find you in all the places in our show notes. And thank you again for being here, Alicia, and sharing your story. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Courtney. And this is the best business meeting we've ever had. Hey, thanks for listening and leaving us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. And we'd love to stay in touch with each of you. You can listen to all of our latest episodes at entreprenista.com and connect with us on Instagram at entreprenistas. We'd also love to invite you to join the Entreprenista League, our private membership community for trailblazing women. You can head over to entreprenista.com forward slash the league. We'll see you there. Wishing you a productive week ahead.